friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us and Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. Today we have a special guest with us, the great Kyle Picard. Um, so yay. Uh, Kyle has come to us today because he is actually someone who has made a drinking game for another favorite podcast of ours, the Challenge Rahap Up. Um, on the Rob Has a Podcast Network. And so we have bullied him into joining us <laughs> on this episode because of the Bouquet Plaza liquor segment. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, I love Nathan and I love drinking. So this is a great combination. Yes. We did all grab bevies before we started too. Mine's almost gone. Yeah. Mine is also almost done, but that's a-okay. Oh, I haven't been drinking mine. I've been uh-huh. saving it. <laughs> you have so okay. much self-control. We might need a refill, but Kyle has made a drinking game for us to play along with this podcast. So, you know, if you are not a minor and you are at home hanging out, you know, maybe grab a drink and play along with us. I think if you're a minor, maybe you can like tally down how many drinks you owe us. And then when you turn the age of majority in wherever you happen to live, you can just catch up later. Yeah. Let us know um, when you're doing your drinks. We'll... We'll cheer for you, we'll be happy for you, and we'll think you're very, very cool. Certainly. Do we want to go over the drinking game first before we talk about the episode? I do think we need to know the rules so that as they come up, we'll know if we should take a drink or not. Yeah, and I can sort of explain how this started on the Challenge podcast, too. So basically, like six or seven seasons ago, uh, the co-hosts of that podcast, Brian and Allie, just started to notice a trend in certain maybe formats of the show or things that certain contestants would say. So they would say, oh, take a drink anytime this person goes into elimination or this person wins a challenge. So we started just keeping track of them and it's lasted now five or six or seven seasons later. The lists get very long throughout the seasons and it's very hard to keep track of, but (laughs) I do my best. And usually... On a good episode, there's maybe like 20 drinks. Sometimes it's outrageous. You get 40. Sometimes you only get two. So really depends on the episode and what the rules are. Yeah, they don't call you chief party officer for nothing. Right. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of de- dedication. Um, so I've been re-watching episodes, thinking of rules, and I will read through my list. I think I have about 10 of them. Uh, the first time is just anytime you cringe or facepalm, which is bound to come up <laughs> in probably every episode. Yikes. Yeah. Um, the next one is anytime Nathan suggests something that's actually illegal. So that's something that <laughs> obviously happens this episode. But the other time I saw it was in the souvenir shop with the fraud, the theft fraud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the next one is when a side character is an obvious plant. I can't think of specifically which ones those were but i know you guys have called that out several times yeah Yeah. we we definitely have i think at least one was it um it was the kid who did the graffiti right um was he the plant he might have been we definitely have some this episode for sure was his name kyle because i feel like it was yeah definitely was kyle yeah anytime you go on imdb and someone has like a prolific right, right, right. filmography, you're like, okay, you probably just didn't stumble into this episode. I think there was one too in the mechanic episode. There was like a guy who was supposed to be a customer, but he was clearly an actor. Mm. 
So the next one is anytime Nathan backtracks his original idea, and I know this has happened several times, but specifically at the end of the yogurt episode, he was like, yeah, I, I don't think poo flavored yogurt was a good idea. You should probably get rid of that. That's so good. That's um, such a good role. Anytime Nathan wants to role play to test the idea, <laughs> that happens in this episode a little bit, but I know it's it's pretty common, right? Mm-hmm. I think the souvenir shop when he rode himself into the romantic love interest scene. Yeah. Certainly that counts. Yeah, that's a good one. The kiss practice. <laughs> uh, anytime Nathan tries to have a personal relationship with a client after the fact. <laughs> so, like, I remember he asked the mechanic if he'd ever want to hang out in, like, a social setting afterwards. He usually does that every episode that I, I found. Mm-hmm. There are I a feel lot. Like, yeah, it's pretty common. I really thought he and Angel were going to be friends from the pizza delivery episode. Right. Yeah. No indication on if they are or not. The next one is if you Google the business afterwards and it is still open today, which I know you guys keep track of. That's a great rule. That takes (laughs) a little bit of extra work after the fact, but still a good rule. Anytime Nathan makes up an organization, so (laughs) the East LA Film Festival... Uh, in this episode, they make up the uh, hotel award business during the exterminator segment. And then the last one I have is, and I th- this is my favorite one, when a client says something that takes Nathan by surprise. So you oh, have man. the pee drinking. And then the other example I wrote down was when the ghost realtor told the story about <laughs> getting choked by a ghost in Switzerland. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I do feel like there are more of those coming up, I think. Certainly in Finding Francis, (laughs) that is a really good rule. It's like the whole documentary. (laughs) It's just all face palms. Yeah, there was a a clip of the pee drinking floating around Twitter recently, so that's what sparked that. But I really liked the story that the realtor told about the ghost. That was just, like, so unexpected. Yeah, and I think what was most surprising is that when he initially told her that he wanted to rebrand her as a ghost realtor, she didn't immediately say, like, oh, I have all these stories and I believe in ghosts and this really fits with me. She said nothing. Right. She's holding it back. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have. I don't know. Those are Megan, really good. Megan, did you say you had some at one point? Um, I just wanted to come up with one which was not necessarily Nathan related, but anytime uh, Colin joins us on the podcast. (laughs) Just Colin? (laughs) I thought about putting that down too when you had them both come on during the Navi episode. (laughs) An unexpected guest. Bonus Bonus drink for an unexpected guest. Yeah, I think unexpected guest is good, but is your mom and Colin, are they now expected guests? (laughs) They might be. What about a ghost? Is a ghost an unexpected guest too? You're the only one who believes in ghosts. Wait, sorry. Apologies. Uh Kyle, Kyle Picard, on the record, do you believe in ghosts? You know, I'm trying to think of what everyone else said, but I I think I do lean on the side of believing in them. Yes, smart man. Um, What? No, there's nothing smart. Sorry. And I can't remember. (laughs) Was... The, the question about is it cheating if it's with a ghost? I can't remember yes. what most people's answers were. I feel what like. What would you guess the, the correct <laughs> answer? I feel like a lot of people said no just because they don't believe in ghosts, but I feel like it is cheating. 
Okay. Yeah, Colin famously said no, because if there's no emotional attachment to the ghost, then it's okay. Which made me wonder about just, like, his thoughts on other kinds of cheating then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not any different if it's with a person, too. Yeah. That does seem like a good get-out-of-jail-free card for me, but uh, we have You're not like, talked no about this further. attachment. <laughs> and is cheating with a ghost, is are you never going to have emotional attachment with a ghost? I feel like that's very possible. Yeah, I mean, if it's a really good ghost... I mean, did the realtor have an emotional attachment to the ghost that choked her in Switzerland? She might have. Probably a <laughs> negative emotional reaction. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know what she's into. Whoa. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Is it, like, bad to ask, how can a ghost choke you? <laughs> I don't know. Did, did yeah. she wake up gasping for air? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. I assumed, like, but then also, then we would have to get into how do you have sex with a ghost? Like, you know, you just assume that they would, like, go through you. <laughs> I feel like this is, there's got to be some very strange Harry Potter fanfic about this. Oh, oh certainly. Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know why he's Make, nearly headless? <laughs> makes up for it in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're so on track today. Um, oh, yeah, actually, I do also want to mention that a different Kyle, Kyle C. from Canada, sent me the Nathan For You DVDs in the mail this week, which was amazing because they have special features, including commentary on episodes. This episode didn't have any extra commentary on it, but um, I'm sure there will be other ones moving forward. So I'll chime in with those when, whenever we're at episodes that have that. Now, is that a drink for an unexpected mention of a person, or do they actually have to <laughs> pop on the pod? The other just general rule about the drinking game is when you have to ask if it's a drink, it generally is. That's a good All point. Right. <laughs> Here's to Kyle C. Yeah, shout out to you, Kyle C. Should we just have a drink every time we mention a Kyle? Because I feel like there are a lot of Kyles in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Add it to the list. I feel like in honor of you making the drinking game, we can have the Kyle rule. I'm not sure if there are any others, but we'll have to see. We could call my brother who's named Kyle. He would not be into these shenanigans, but... Well, as long does as he, you just mention the this? DVD commentary every episode, it's bound to come up. That's true. true. All right, and should we talk about the episode proper? We can yes. track these drinks while we talk through them. I think this is normally the part where we talk about the fact that we didn't remember what happened in this episode and we're pleasantly <laughs> surprised. That is normally how this goes. <laughs> I'm always like, I forgot about all these segments. I did remember the liquor store. Mm -hmm. um, I did not remember the other two. Same. Yeah. Identical. Liquor store was the only one I remembered. And so there were actually three segments this episode. And after the second one, I thought the episode was done. And then I realized I still had seven minutes left. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about each of these. I think we have a star side character this episode that I'm very excited to chat about. Who? Ooh. It reminded me that I should be filling out our rankings after every episode while, while the oh, memories yeah. are still fresh because I haven't been doing that. And we'll get to it. But it made me think, oh, I really have to write down how much I like the side <laughs> character. I have a person that I'm thinking it is, and I don't think yeah. it's the same person you're thinking of. <laughs> I have a guess, but I wasn't that impressed by this person, so I don't know. I'm so <laughs> excited. Just say to the name? No, we have to wait. Three. No, we have to I, we I have don't to remember the it. name of mine. 
Okay, I wrote down the names specifically because I got really jazzed. Oh, I think we need to, like, go through and talk about it. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I'll halt the pod Keep when it this in. individual arrives and we will discuss them. And I hope that you think they are as fun as I do. I'm intrigued. Okay. Do you want to start us off with the liquor store segment? Yes. So we meet the owner of our liquor store, Nabil slash Bill, who owns Bouquet Liquor Store. And he talks kind of about the fact that there's always been a problem where there's teens who are under 21 years old, because of course that is the drinking age in America, coming in to try and buy alcohol. And Nathan feels that no business should be turning away any paying customers, so he proposes that they should let all the teens purchase alcohol. However, they won't actually be able to take it home until they turn 21. Because no teens purchase booze just to drink it. They want to look cool for their friends. That's right. So our drinking age in Canada is 19. So we don't quite have to wait so long. So I never had a fake ID or anything growing up. I had an older brother who did have a fake ID. Um, And so I did, you know, leverage that relationship once or twice. Um, I had a car and was able to drive. He was able to purchase booze. We worked out. We worked it out. Uh, Did you guys ever have a fake ID? I did for like a very short period of time. I think probably when I was like in grade 12. But that was mainly just because my boyfriend at the time was a year older than me. So he was 19 and could like go to bars and stuff. So I got a fake ID so I could go with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never did. It's very common at like big universities to know someone or several people who have one for that reason alone. But mm-hmm. no, I never had one. And I was curious if that if this is like an issue at all in Canada because you can buy booze much younger than we can here in the States. Like I don't remember a time before college where I was like ever trying to buy booze and you guys are 19 already in college. Like you can buy booze. So you don't have that much of an issue with this. Well, the first, when you first go to university, most people are 18. Fair. So depending on when your birthday is, For, like, your first year of university, there's normally, like, one or two people on the floor that are 19 who kind of goes and gets, like, booze for the floor. I remember when I turned 19, I did one of the runs for our floor. And I remember getting, like, reamed out by one of the employees at the LCBO because I had, like, a cart, like, full of (laughs) booze for, like, our whole floor. And he couldn't do anything, but he was like, you know, you really shouldn't be buying booze for other people and kind of going on about it. And I was like, no, of course I'm not yada yada and then I like carried all the boxes outside and there were like three guys from my floor waiting to help me carry the stuff back um but like 21 does seem a little old I'm not sure why we have different drinking ages offhand yeah it's like it's a really common thing I live in Michigan and it's it's very common to drive to Windsor when you turn 19 I never did it, but it's very common. Well, it's even younger in other places, too. Like, it's 19 where Megan and I are in Ontario, but in Quebec and I think in Alberta, too, it's only 18. Yeah. Which I think makes a lot more sense to be 18. Yeah, 19 is a weird number. 21 is also a weird number. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, I feel like everyone must grab a drink before they turn 21. But I guess this is all to say we were looking cool already. We were looking cool and drinking. (laughs) Before me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We were pretty hip. 
Um, the first time I drank, I went to my friend's cottage and had like a beer. And we were like, woo! <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I'm trying to remember like the first time I drank. I don't know if I can like pinpoint it, but I definitely have very strong memories of my friend's 16th birthday where her parents had uh, plenty of money and they lived in this huge house with like a really, really beautiful wine cellar with wine that like we had no business even like looking at. And during her 16th birthday, they had this huge party. So they had all these nice wines out because they had like adults who were drinking the nice wine and we like stole a bunch of it and we're drinking it. And my one friend got so shit faced she ended up like throwing up everywhere she threw up in their bathroom sink which is the worst place to throw up um and my friend's mom had to come and like (laughs) help us like scoop out the sink it was disgusting and it was like bright pink because it was all red wine and her parents were like we don't care if you're gonna drink here but like do not drink our four hundred dollar bottles of like vintage wine (laughs) we were like oh sorry like disaster Something that I love doing as an adult is, like, telling my parents about parties I would throw at their house because it's, like, okay, I don't live with you. This was, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. You can't actually be that upset at me. And so, like, but my mom cringes so much. And she's, like, don't tell me that. No, you didn't, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, of course I did. What do you mean? So, like, we were sitting on the couches one day. And one of them's like a leather couch. And I just kind of looked at her and was like, man, remember my friend Fwad? And she was like, oh, yeah, what a lovely boy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, he puked so much on that couch. It took me forever to clean. And she's like, oh, my God, what do you mean? Oh, poor Karen. <laughs> she's horrified. Yeah, I was like, if you're mad at all, remember how much work I had to do to clean the house. Because my mom keeps her place like a hotel. Like, everything is spotless. So anytime I had people over, I had to, like, really work hard to make it convincing that no one did come over. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't have too many wild stories like that in my parents' house. We did throw one party. I was 20. and I think my brother was 23. So it was not too taboo. But my brother actually convinced my parents to go stay the night at my sister's apartment for the night so they were like aware of it I don't know if they were aware of how out of hand things got but like donut boxes caught on fire Uh, someone broke a treadmill so it it was pretty wild but I mean they don't know that oh please tell them one day (laughs) tell me how it goes did no one ever use the treadmill again they were just like no (laughs) it was like in the corner of our basement it wasn't really used so I don't think it was that big of a deal they probably don't even have it anymore but the donut boxes catching on fire was like my last straw so I spent the rest of the night like cleaning up after everyone and just trying to make sure everything (laughs) went smooth which usually was the role I took but Yeah, like at some point when you're throwing a party at your parents' house, it becomes like, oh, I need to... It's mainly you just making sure nothing goes wrong and you cleaning up after people. So it's like, uh, it's not... It doesn't end up even being like that much fun for you. Yeah. So basically this whole plan hinges on the fact that 
Bill is going to take all of the teens' alcohol that has been purchased and just store it in a storage locker. And Nathan comes up with this way, basically a coat check system, where he's going to put a little tag on the bottle saying, like, oh, this person owns this alcohol. And this is the big plan. And I don't know why, but, like, Nathan talking about, like, this is what the youths want (laughs) just was very reminiscent of me talking about TikTok. (laughs) same yeah what does he say he says like i'm a bit closer to my teenage years than you are so i know what the youths want and i think that's the case for me here (laughs) my teenage years than you guys are so is this what the youths want we don't remember i don't know so attacked well he says the only reason teens want to buy booze is to look cool to their friends. But if they have to store it in a locker until they're 21, they're not really looking cool to their friends. Now, but he solves that issue as well. So Nathan solves this problem. Yeah, so in the corner of the liquor store, they set up like this old chair and posters and lamps and they try to make it look like someone's living room. And they let the kids who purchase alcohol pose with the, the booze first. Nathan will help them take a cool photo. And then he goes and he stores the booze back in uh, the back room so that the the youths cannot take it home. But they have this sweet photo. And it's so funny because some of the customers that go in and buy the liquor and are actually pretty upset when Nathan says, oh, you can't have it until you turn 21, then go and like strike these goofy poses. They're still looking excited in the picture. So I do think that that actually made them feel a bit better about it. Maybe. And like, honestly, they weren't buying anything expensive. Like none of them were even buying like a big bottle of liquor or something. Like there was like one can of beer or like 140 of OE, which like bad choice the kid who was yeah. trying to buy malt liquor as two people oh. and kyle i'm not sure if you've also participated in edward 40, edward 40 hands, hands. <laughs> but i have not i've had malt liquor but i've never committed to doing an edward 40 hands do you know it's what not it good. is yeah i know what it is yeah okay for we the- should still explain it i think okay for those listening um if you take a bottle of malt liquor and you duct tape it to to each of your hands so you have two bottles and you're not supposed to be able to take the duct tape off until both bottles are finished. I'm not I'm not encouraging youth to do this, but if you are of age, it's a it's a fun night. It's it's not it's not a fun night. It's a night. <laughs> you also have to uncap both bottles, so it's you have to memory. have open bottles of OE like or whatever 40 of malt liquor. And, like, walk around. And it seems okay until you have to go to the bathroom. Right. That's what I was going to ask. Like, that's my biggest concern is how do you go to the bathroom? You need a buddy. It's a a buddy system situation. (laughs) I I think I'd rather finish one bottle before I... But it's still still duct taped to your hand. Yeah, you have to keep it bottle off. Yeah. I guess I don't know what the youths do then if I I don't know how this works. Yeah, Yeah, wear sweatpants. Wear sweatpants and have a buddy. That's my advice if you're going to attempt this. I never had a buddy. I think that I just was like, I'll wait until the end. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. But I also would like give people sips. Like I didn't drink it myself the one time we did it. Like I did partway through i think the people around me realized like we need to help her out and they they took some sips it was yeah megan also showed up this one time like when this was happening and i feel like you weren't like prepared to do it either you just like walked in and people were like we're day drinking 
we're gonna play Edward Forty Hands, and you literally just put both your hands out and went strap me in. I like vividly remember this. I think it was St. Patrick's Day, and we were at yeah. the Sigma Chi house. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We Good were mems. when we could be in a room together. <laughs> Back when we could hang out, we were wild. I feel like this segment has just become very exposing. We need to talk about the Nathan and the and the youth who we yes. are exposing, not ourselves. Yes. So. Anyway, Edward Forty Hands, when COVID's over, we'll see you all there. At the first Nathan for Us meetup, that's what we're all going to do. Oh, God. I'm joking. We're not going to do that. That sounds like a really bad time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, you'll strap, like, the little cans of, like, wine to your hands or, like, a seltzer. (laughs) White Edward Forty Hands with white claws. Yeah. That would be better. I I feel like there's a name there with the claws. Yeah. That's a good point. We'll workshop it. it. Yeah, we'll we'll workshop it. So along with these things that Nathan's put together, you know, we've got the coat check system for the liquor. We have the cool corner to take photos. He also meets with Anna Obligacion, who is the fundraiser for the East LA Little League. Nathan's plan here is that he really wants to promote that the liquor store is doing, you know, anyone under 21 can purchase alcohol. So he's going to sponsor the Little League and put up a banner that says anyone under 21 is able to buy liquor. Or sorry, it actually says we sell liquor to minors is the banner that he's drummed up. And Anna is horrified. She's like, you really want to do that? Like, no, that sounds horrible. And then Nathan also offers, you know, we'll give each kid a bottle of gin as well as incentive. And and she's still not down. Yeah, she is not enthused. Um, I thought it was a decent pitch, you know, a bottle of gin for each kid. That's a nice little present when you turn 21, but she wasn't on board. Now, my favorite part of the segment is when she says no, and Nathan says all right, (laughs) and they go to shake hands to leave, and Nathan tries to slide her a little bit of money. He tries to bribe her, and she is immediately, like, picking up the money, showing it to the camera, being like, no, I'm not a part of this. And I was like, come on, be cool, Anna. Take the money and still say no. I feel like they need to teach, like, a class on this. Because, like, I've always wanted to do this move where you, like, slip, like, a bouncer $20 or something to get back in. Because, like, I'm not hot enough to just, like, skip the line like some people are. So I would need to bribe them. And I would like to learn, like, the correct way to go about this. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy thing to pull off it's it looks way easier than it actually is like i feel like if i tried to do that i'd be looking at my hand the whole time to see if the cash is still there before i go in i've watched my grandpa do it at a restaurant before like Ooh, that's that's how we tip the waiter <laughs> i was young i thought it was hell. so cool but like yeah i've never tried to do that myself i don't i don't think i could do it i know one person who's like very good at this and that's it but he's like just a very suave individual. He's like, who is this? Why? Have, why did you not introduce me to them before I got engaged? <laughs> well, he's seeing one of Connor's friends from high school, so that's how I know him. And he just like he just like gets everyone going. Like he always he's like such a planner. Like he just organizes everything, and and he just is like very smooth at like setting up things at nice places i don't know how to describe it <laughs> wow i can't relate i'd be such a klutz about it i'd be like here's a toonie <laughs> i'd like fill my hand with coins i'd be like what's behind your ear yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe magic is the way to do it. Yeah, they'd be like, this is not enough money, ma'am. And I'd be like, <laughs> look over there and run past. <laughs> That's the other thing. I'm like, I don't know how much money is appropriate. Like, I feel like it, I feel like it's got to be substantial. Not $5. Yeah. Yeah, not $5. Like, at least 20 I do know people in Waterloo who would pay the bouncers to just skip the line but they they weren't sly about it they'd just be like hey dude i'll give you 20 bucks and they'd be like all right go on in on my 21st birthday i was waiting in line at a bar and it was it was before midnight so i was turning 21 and i i wanted to get in early we were in line so i thought i was doing something else but i accidentally handed the bouncer my bus pass (laughs) (laughs) so that's how smooth i am it did not work that's a kind of amazing though like they're like what are you trying to tell me <laughs> just let me in i'm almost 21 come on here's a free bus like, ride i'm clearly old enough look at my bus pass right <laughs> to be fair like i feel like depending on how much your bus pass costs that could be valuable and like what day of the month it is like a bus pass in toronto is like over a hundred dollars yeah we had to pay for busing at my college and it, it's a big college so the bus passes were pretty valuable they should have taken it we got it free with our, like, student cards. You could get, like, a sticker each year. I think they do now, but back in my day, we had to pay for it. <laughs> but you are so much more connected to the youth right. than us. <laughs> I want everyone to know that Kyle is a year younger than us, and that is it. <laughs> yeah, like like a half a year, actually. Okay. Well, Megan just did have a birthday. So I'm older than I was a few days ago, but that's not a fair comparison. Well, we're all older than we were a few days ago. <laughs> okay, okay. Touche. So time <laughs> works. It's like such a big jump. All right. So, yeah, Anna is not down with these shenanigans. She's like, I don't want our little league associated with selling alcohol to minors. Like, this is highly inappropriate. So she turns down Nathan, despite him trying to slip with a five. Can any human be more polite than Anna? Like, she, no. She was great. She was she, like, so nice. She does start to, like, force him out of the room, though. Like, you can, tell, you can tell he's still trying to offer to her, and she, like, uses her hand to, like, start to move his body out of the room. So we then see another tactic Nathan's got. I know. I had to pause for dramatic effect. Definitely not because I was reading my notes. <laughs> And Nathan comes up with this new idea for how to how to get the word out about the liquor store. And he's like, I'm going to hire a teen actor. So he hires my a teen. My favorite person that was my this guess. episode. <laughs> that was Is my it guess. because they're named Connor? No, no. Although that was like the icing on the cake. It just made his name very easy to remember. Connor is a star. Is it the backwards hat and the sunglasses that really sold you? surprisingly it is actually his personality and what comes out of his mouth <laughs> yes yeah, so appreciation for the internet how, how cool is the internet stunning nathan's instructions to connor are okay you're gonna go to this high school which is like i just would be so jarred to be like i feel like you kind of know most people at your high school so if some random guy just came in you'd be like who the fuck are you like i would be completely confused by this but anyway so this connor character goes to the high school nathan's like you need to talk to them about the liquor store you need to like give them this hot tip but also please bring up the fact that you know the internet is so cool and that you hate school and you're always skipping class and those are kind of throwing a few swear words yes throwing some swear words as well and connor takes these notes (laughs) and executes them 
flawlessly. Do you want to, should I start saying the lines he says? Because, oh my God. I feel like you have to. You're like the biggest Connor fan here. I don't know if I can say it like in a way that sounds cool, <laughs> to be honest. Well, you're not wearing a backwards cap and sunglasses. I feel like I wouldn't be doing him justice, but he's like, hey, dude, that internet these days is so dope. Man, school sucks, dude. And he's like, you can just go on the stinking internet. <laughs> he. He does he he does some improv. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh, the teacher sucks, but the internet rules, you know." <laughs> yeah, and he breaks the ice and then he's like, "Oh, also I got this hot tip that at bouquet liquor store." Yeah, he's like, "So anyways, I got this cool tip. There's this liquor store down the block. It's called Bouquet Plaza Liquor Store and it sells alcohol to minors." Okay, I got to go back to skipping class. That's my favorite line. I've got to go back to skipping class. <laughs> Can I just present to you the Connor Kyle spinoff show that would oh. literally be everything? Yes. <laughs> Teen Street Skip School. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, maybe Kyle could design a tattoo for Connor. Oh, my God. There's a lot here. It, there would be a computer. He'd be like, dude, I just love that internet. <laughs> the stinking internet. The stinking internet. It's so dope. He does come back at the end for, like, the post credit scene as well, which uh, was pretty funny where he says... Oh, my God, I didn't watch it. You missed it? Oh, my gosh. I always miss the after credit scenes. I suck. Oh, you were going to be disappointed because he says, yeah, you know, I've skipped so much class that I can't really read too good. <laughs> He's like, but it's fine. My friends help me out and I can figure it out. It's wild. I'm so mad. Well, on so I watch uh, Nathan on Crave and it'll like skip to the next episode. So I saw the first like few lines of dumb Starbucks, but I, I clearly missed like the highlight of, of the episode. I'm so crushed. Yeah. Connor's amazing. You'll have to go back. We do have another drink for the role-playing with Nathan and Connor as well. Oh, yes. Oh. My drink is empty, but I will drink water. Yeah, you guys drank too much before yeah. the episode. How, how old do you think Connor was? Like, why did he need practice being a cool teenager? Maybe he's an uncool teen <laughs> in real life. Yeah, I thought he was a teenager. I was trying to look up. Unfortunately, on IMDb, he doesn't have his birthday. So I can't look up how old he actually was. Maybe. I feel like he's underage. I feel like that man was not 21 or that boy. No, there's no way. No. I I didn't think that that was your favorite character, though. (laughs) I don't know who you thought was. Well, our next part of the episode where Nathan... Says to Bill, you know, I've realized that actually what we're doing is very illegal. And so he's like, so I had to do something to rectify that. And he brings in a police officer. um, And the police officer says, you're under arrest. And I didn't actually write down the line. But I think he said just as for being too successful or something. And then he tears (laughs) off all his clothes and is a stripper. I thought that was your favorite character. (laughs) I mean... He wasn't. <laughs> I like I, I like the minor saying stupid shit about school and the internet. But the male stripper, I guess, was nice. But our friend um, 
was not pleased with Nathan for doing this. No, and this is why I thought the male stripper was the MVP because he kept he just kept dancing. He doesn't stop through this whole conversation, and Nathan and Bill are having like a serious convo. Bill's like, "Hey, first of all, like, why did you bring a stripper here? Second of all, like, even like." you shouldn't bring a cop here and, like, make this joke. It's not funny. <laughs> like, I could lose my livelihood. And the stripper's now, still just thrust in. <laughs> now, Nabil did make a very specific point. He he kept saying, like, male stripper. So it did make me wonder if he brought a female stripper, if suddenly everything he was upset about <laughs> and concerned about wouldn't have been relevant. I was like, if Nathan brings a female stripper, are you suddenly not mad at him at all? I wish we knew. The great mysteries of life. I have a feeling Nabil would have been mad still, but yeah, probably probably less upset. I don't think he'd be that mad. I think he just was uncomfy with the male stripper. I don't know. He seemed pretty upset with the joke, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he kept saying stuff like, this is not appropriate for the business, but I, right, I don't know if that was because of his preference and whether or not it was a male stripper, like you said, or what. But he did seem very uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that, and not that I know, but I think you have to, like, just be really fucking tough. Or, sorry, do we swear? I think we do. <laughs> we <definitely laughs> I always forget. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like if you're a stripper, like, this comes up where people will hire for sure. you for, like, their friend. And they have to, whether they're, like, genuinely uncomfortable or want to seem uncomfortable in front of their friends or, like, someone they're seeing... You always just have to, like, have a smile and keep going and just, like, I don't know. I feel like this probably happens a lot where people are having awkward conversations in front of you. Well, I do have some info on oh. many of the people in this episode. Wow. Um, Tell us about our stripper friend. Is that where we want to start? I, I think so. So our stripper friend, his name is Joe Chacon, and... It doesn't look like he's actually a stripper. Like, I think he's just an actor. And he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, he's a very extensive IMDb page. Apparently, he's done some stunts. And most notably, he was in the TV series SWAT in various oh. different roles. So so he did play a police officer. Um, yes, he played Special Abilities Tactical, uncredited, a bunch of times. So well, luckily he was credited as a police officer in Nathan Free. Yeah, yeah, you know, seems like a nice guy. Happy for is, him. Yeah. Is his stuff. job experience from being a police officer on Nathan Free what got him his job on SWAT? Maybe that one line where he was like, "You're under arrest," right. and then he just like cuts the B-roll there. He he did play That's like me. an undercover narc agent, and like there's a lot of uh, police officer type roles here. But good for him. That'd be a good reel. Mm -hmm. um we have a couple other people steven tot who was the the one customer who sat on the little basement style chair and like posed he's had quite a storied career as well so he has like a whole bunch of random credits nothing that's like super exciting but he's definitely still acting so that's kind of interesting and he acted a bunch before nathan for you right um, let me double check. Yeah, he was in a couple of things before, but I'm like, is that just because he's, like, from L.A.? Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, it's it's most likely that the people going into the shop 
we're all hired actors being like, hey, it's a plant. You seem young. Drink. Go pretend to buy this and then be upset that you couldn't take it home. Yeah, that's a drink. Um, and then another one of the customers, Jason Stone, who looks to be a PA on a lot of stuff. So pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people on this episode. And Bouquet Plaza is still open. There we go. Oh. So doesn't have... And then there was an... Wasn't there an illegal one? Right. An illegal one. If, if Nathan suggests something that's actually illegal. Oh, Yes. But is it actually Right, they never legal? clarified that. Because the miners cannot take the liquor home. Yeah. I think they... Because Nathan after was like, lol, JK, it's fine. I think it's illegal for the shop owner to sell it rather than for the miners to buy it, right? That's kind of what I thought. And like, I mean, I'm trying to think of here. Like, I have my smart serve, which is like the thing that you need to serve alcohol on. I could not tell you because clearly that training is totally useless for life, yeah <laughs> you take it once and you have it forever too yeah it takes like two hours online but i don't remember it's like something fairly quick I-, I feel like it feels illegal but maybe it's well not. when in doubt you take a drink so yeah i think if it feels illegal it probably is too now i do think we need to address before the next two segments i still have liquor do you guys need a refill <laughs> I'll get a refill. I was like, I feel like okay. Megan's looking at us to say yes, so. Well, you know, one of us is drinking to these rules. <laughs> and I, I have water I can switch to. I'll get like a big hefty glass of wine. How's that? Okay. And I will refill Saturday. my margarita cup. It feels like Sunday, so I'm glad you said it was Saturday. Just reminding everyone who is listening to this on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> disappointing you that it's not actually saturday the other two segments weren't that thrilling to me <gasps> i liked the car wash one but the exterminator what? one didn't didn't the do much the exterminator one was amazing it's short, so yeah. we'll, we'll go through i feel like we have less stories about uh, extermination that's a lie, actually oh. i have so many stories but the exterminator segment is maybe my favorite segment. Well, okay. Well, Sa- uh, save it for yeah. after I introduce the segment. We'll get into this. <laughs> it's so good. Here, let me scroll to segment two. Javier is an exterminator and the manager of Bugs A to Z, a pest control company based out of Woodland Hills, California. <laughs> Why did you introduce it in that voice? <laughs> you don't talk like that normally. <laughs> Well, my normal voice isn't good. (laughs) I liked it, though. Please continue. (laughs) Desperate to expand his business beyond the residential homes he normally services. No, it's fine. So So Javier wants to expand his business. And I actually think Nathan has a really great idea. I agree. Okay. Yes. I'll save it. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I'm so ready to hear this. Okay, so Nathan's big idea for Javier is that it's very upsetting for a hotel have to have to order an exterminator, and it looks really bad on them when they have an exterminator truck parked outside. It deters customers. People don't want to go to that hotel or that home or that business, whatever it may be. So Nathan pitches to Javier that they need to make it look like the hotel is actually receiving an award. So the Hotel Excellence Award 
and hey, company. All- take a drink. <laughs> so with this newly wrapped van to make it look like it is an award that they are presenting the- to the hotel, Nathan is pitching that everything that they do to get the exterminator into the hotel, into the room to do their job is disguised so that no customers or hotel guests think that there is an issue or a problem, which I think is a very good idea. Yeah, my my first question is like, when do hotels normally have exterminators come and how do they avoid this issue without going through this big charade? I, that's a good question. So with bedbugs, you can kind of like just cordon off the whole hallway, I would assume would be what you would do if you had a bed bug issue. Yeah, but do do exterminators come at like 4 a.m.? Like there's really no off hours for a hotel. Yeah, I guess they would have to, right? That would make the most sense. Like come at a weird hour at least where like you'll see the least amount of people. Like you don't want to be coming at 11 a.m. when everyone's checking in and out. Yeah, I think that and I've never had bed bugs, so I don't know like how this issue spreads. But I would assume that it's like a one room or a two room issue. Like, can someone bring them in? So it can sp- so then- it can spread pretty fast because yeah. So normally, like someone would bring in the bed bugs on their clothes and stuff, and then like they'd stay in one room. But the problem would be when the cleaning staff are cleaning, they would go from like room at the end of the hall, and then they'd go to the next room. And if they have all of the bed bug infested stuff and they don't realize, they would bring it into that next room. So it can spread, like, real quick. Now, are bed bugs visible? Like, are they big? They're, like, the size of, like, an apple seed when they're, like, fully... That's, that's when they're, like, fully formed. But they're a weird color. Like, they're, they're like, lighter colored than you would think. So they're, they can be hard to see if there aren't a lot of them. Are you able to tell right away that that's a bed bug, though? Um, they actually kind of look like ticks, which hmm. is weird. But, like, you would see it and be like, that's clearly a bug. But they can also, like, lay eggs, right? So, like, and that's kind of the issue is it's just very easy once you have bed bugs in one room that they can get moved to another. The good thing is, like, once you wash all of the sheets and stuff, like, that'll kill them. But if they're in the mattress, you're kind of SOL. Yeah, I've known people who've gotten them, like, in their apartment, and they're basically told, like, throw all your clothes away. Like, you're not getting you're not getting rid of them. So I, how does, like, w- an exterminator take care of one room without the hotel really having to, like, get everything out of there? Well, they did talk about ways that they would disguise themselves for the main lobbies and other rooms. And when Nathan is pitching this idea... Just one of my favorite lines that Javier says to say, like, you know, I, I agree, this must be a good idea. You're a business major. I know. As if, like, that so means good. that every idea you have is a good one. But Javier jumps on board fairly quickly. So they take his truck. And actually, I was surprised that not all exterminator companies do this. Um, like, why are why do they advertise that they're an exterminator company on their van. I feel like nobody would want that in their driveway and it's something people would be very self-conscious of. So it kind of seemed like a no-brainer to me to have some sort of other hidden like something make it wrapped around the car. Or even just a plain van. Um, but Nathan designs a whole new business, uh, the Hotel Excellence Awards. And I really liked that the logo was a bell. I felt like that was fitting for our episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we all met was through uh, Rob has a podcast where kind of the logo is a bell. 
So I thought that was very fun. Yeah, I didn't okay. even realize that it was a bell. It's awesome. This this segment really didn't do much for me, but I will say I was very impressed with the hiding the cleaning supplies in the award and then the way that they like converted the cleaning cart into something where mm-hmm. he could hide in. Like, do they have a shop somewhere where they make all this kind of stuff? Like, do they have these sorts of props on hand or did he actually take Javier's carts or I guess it made maybe it would have been the hotels and made these things out of them? Like, I was really impressed. Yeah, it looked so, really good, honestly. So this is probably why it appealed to me specifically. <laughs> I love hidden compartments. Escape I love one rooms. thing disguised as another. <laughs> I don't. I want to look at something and then be very surprised. It's not that thing. I, like that, I would like a take a drink every time me. Megan talks about escape rooms. That's a good one. <laughs> Megan, would you design an escape room with this theme? A hotel? Yeah, I like a hotel, hide, hide stuff I think in the cleaning need to be cart. A little yeah, you could do that. I don't think it'd be, like, the most marketable. Like, come, <laughs> explore this hotel. You would need a, a bigger hook. Like, is it, like, a spooky, murderous hotel or something like that? I did do a room that was just, like, a kitchen, and that was okay. Um, I mean, bed bugs are pretty spooky. Bed bugs do Ooh. sound spooky. <laughs> you actually let bed bugs out Ooh, in the room. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like that's why I really love this segment um, because I feel like they did put a ton of work into it and it seemed very successful in every category. So kind of as Kyle had mentioned, they make this big trophy um, that they're acting like they're about to present to the hotel so that when customers see them bringing in all the equipment they need, it just looks very impressive and like a positive thing for the hotel. Um, They have Javier hide inside of the cart that Nathan like wheels to the room and he sneaks out, which I'm a big fan of. And then there's a few other parts of the hotel that they are able to explain how they would clean that area or how they would, you know, get a, a large mattress out if the bed bugs are so extreme that they need to dispose of it. So they go to a hotel, the Mayfair, and they are shooting a video that they can then present to different hotels um, to show them how they would clean a hotel or how they would service removing a mattress in a discreet way. And so for all of the public areas, they say that they'll have Nathan or one of Javier's employees pretend to be blind and the cane will be altered to be like a, a sprayer. I'm not sure what it would be called to like spray the bed bugs around. And they show this clip of Nathan, like getting into all of the corners of the lobby and kind of stumbling around. But I do think someone would immediately go and try to try to help someone posing as a blind person trying to like get somewhere, but clearly having difficulty and in running into walls and corners. I also feel like you would notice that it was spraying. Like I would be really concerned. I don't know, like maybe it's because I've been to a lot of airports where it's like, you know, if you see something, say something, like don't leave your bag alone. If I saw someone like spraying an unknown substance, I would immediately be like, oh my God, biological warfare. Like someone's spraying something they shouldn't be like what's going on here yeah you would for sure be able to hear something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the second more unique way that they wanted to present in their pitch video is how they would remove a mattress so they decide that they want to pose it as a big celebration and disguise it as an asian dragon 
dancing across the hotel and that they would store the mattress underneath. And I think that is a very expensive way to do something that could be done much simpler. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys have any ideas of how you could disguise a mattress to get it out of the hotel, but the only ideas I could come up with, which aren't very exciting, but just seem much more practical, are just getting like a big box that would fit a mattress into it that would just be labeled as like a big TV or <laughs> a table or a different, any other piece of furniture. Yeah, I think the the dragons is a little bit, uh, I think you're drawing too much attention to what's going on. It sounds costly. It's costly. Which is one of the main issues. People would be like, why are you doing the dragon parade? Like, it's not Chinese New Year. Like, I, I just feel like it's kind of random. And you could see the the mattress poking out from underneath as well. See, I was, like, legitimately shocked at how well it did dis disguise the mattress. But I guess I didn't notice the mattress sticking out. Yeah, I did see it sticking out at the bottom, which people might not look at that and think, oh, look at the mattress sticking out. There must be bed bugs on that mattress that they are trying to sneak out of the hotel. Like, I do think that's quite a large jump. But like if someone hypothetically is supposed to take this idea and roll with it when Nathan leaves, it has to be very affordable. And so some of my favorite ideas, like the haunted house, where, you know, pretty flawlessly edged executed couldn't be done without Nathan and like their full team paying lots of money and being there. Whereas, you know, having a discreet cart, a two man team wheeling it in, having the van wrapped as something else. Like, I feel like that's all very manageable. It would just be this more elaborate, like dragon costume. You need multiple people when you could just put it in literally any box, with just any sort of other label on it. Yeah. I think you're on to something. I, overall, just the dragon thing is, is too much. Too much money, too much attention. It's too much, Nathan. And moving the mattress is also another thing that you don't want to do during the daytime, I feel. Yeah, that's a great point. That late night mattress sneak right. out. I feel like that would look so sketchy. <laughs> so after all this, uh, we see Nathan meeting up with the the executive of the hotel, and he's like, yeah, so do you want to sign this contract with Javier? You know, you've seen all this work we can do. They give him the pitch. Javier seems apprehensive about this whole thing. He doesn't really want to sign the contract. So Nathan asks Javier to leave the room and he talks to the exec one-on-one -on -one and is like, hey, you know, I, I'm producing a TV show here. Like, can you just sign the paper? Just so we have like a happy ending. So the exec multiple times is like, oh, yeah, this doesn't actually mean anything, though, right? Like, it's fine. Like, I'll sign it just for your show. Signs it. And then, of course, Nathan has written into the contract, like, hey, when I say, will you just sign this for the TV show, you'll know that, like, I don't mean that, and I actually mean sign it for real. And Nathan basically has tricked him into signing it. Very sneaky. But I'm, I'm no lawyer. I don't know if this is kosher or not. I think probably not, but... <laughs> The only I thing mean, I mean, it was on him to read it, right? That's true. We see a lot of this in Nathan, where people just don't read the contracts they're given. Yeah, I don't know if I would just sign it. I feel like I might. I don't know. It's a lot of pressure, right? Like those TV cameras and all this stuff. I, I mainly feel I, bad for Javier because, like, he's so excited. Nathan's like, "Oh, he signed the contract," yeah. and then it's like, "Oh, but really not, not really." 
Yeah, that part was a little rough because also if, like Mike said, he'd think about it, but I think he seemed positive about about the idea and that, you know, as long as the numbers line up and when he does some comparisons, it's all good. Like, why why not pick them? So I feel like his hat was in the competition. And then after all of this debacle, of course, he's not going to hire them. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of when Nathan told the Santa Claus that the mall was okay with his criminal background. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had to tell him that it wasn't true. Yeah, that, that was a sad day. But also questionable Santa. <laughs> Whoa. You take that back about James. Yeah, you could add a rule if there's anyone that shows up who has a questionable legal history. (laughs) Or questionable uh, post-show presence, I think, could also work. I think that's, um, like, objective, and our opinions would think a lot. I mean, if you have a criminal record, that's that's not very objective. I already think – I can already think of one person who would qualify in a future episode – and I believe the person that you're thinking of is on one of the commentary tracks. So, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> it's not Solomon, is it? It is not Solomon, no. Good. Uh, so, Bugs A to Z, or A to Z, is still open. So, if you are in the California area and you are in need of some pest control, you can call them up. Um, that's definitely a drink, and I don't know if this one counts as a drink, but the Mayfair Hotel is also still open. That wasn't the main business. Why not? Anytime we're silent, everyone please assume we are drinking along with. Does Nathan do this contract trick more than this episode? Because I feel like he should if he doesn't. I think, well, there's this episode, and then there was... He does it for sure another time. Yeah. I believe, isn't it in dumb Starbucks? Um... Isn't there, like, a PI or... There's someone he, like, actively, like, grabs it from, like, a lawyer. He, like, takes it from and walks away. Yeah, he jumps on the table and (laughs) tries to get it back. (laughs) I can't remember if we've covered that episode or not. They all start blending together at a certain point. I'm not sure. I feel like that's dumb Starbucks for some reason. That's the next episode. What an episode it is. So our final segment. Nathan opens up with... With some words. He says, rub-a-dub-dub, splish-splash, suck-suck, and... (laughs) (laughs) Those are the sounds you'll hear at Los Feliz Car Wash. However, a sound you won't often hear is ka-ching, because they're not making very much money. the most savage line. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's That's a burn. That's so harsh. It is really harsh. We meet poor Amir... Lakarani, who is the owner of the car wash. And Nathan kind of goes in hard on him, too, for having a dirty office. He's like, your office is dirty. Is that intentional so that people are like, oh, you spend all your time cleaning cars? Which I thought was unnecessary. But he says yes and really plays into it and is saying, yeah, of course, like, my priority is cars. And it's like, no, you just have a really messy office. And I feel like when you do have a toilet under your desk... (laughs) It is worth mentioning. The, the toilet, yeah, so he does have a toilet bowl under his desk, which he says is supposed to go into some bathroom. That is um, a bit of a, an aggressive item to have. But he did clarify that he's not using it. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> what if, oh God, I don't even want to know if he had said he was using it, what, what Nathan would have done. That would be a shocked comment. <laughs> would be shocking. <laughs> that True. Count as the drink. <laughs> would be shocking. <laughs> 
so Nathan's whole plan for this business is that, you know, he's noticed that there's very few birds in the area around where the car wash is located. So he kind of thinks, I'm going to bring more birds in so that people's cars get pooped on and then they need to bring them to the very close by car wash. So he tries a couple of different ways to bring more birds in. He sprinkles some bird seed around. No birds come. He empties out some cans of tuna and puts worms in them. Again, no birds. And he puts scarecrows in other trees to try and herd them all to one particular tree and still no birds are nesting in this tree that he wants them to go to. I did love the commitment to the bit. Like he's the one on the ladder climbing this tree, spreading seeds and cans of worms. I like that. I don't think loose bird seed on a tree branch is going to be very effective. I really thought it would work. <laughs> I like the scarecrows because one, he, they're like little, they're little scarecrows. And two, Nathan's just like throwing them into these trees. And I'm like, people coming out of their houses are just going to find these weird small scarecrows like hanging about. I would be so creeped out if I found that in front of my house. Yeah, I did laugh when he just chucks that one on top of a bush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one was the best one. That was really funny. I also like the line the plan more birds equals more business yeah, more birds more business mm -hmm. so nathan calls a bird wrangler he's like hey i'm gonna need you to bring the birds that can come and poop the most so the bird wrangler brings some pigeons and pops them up into branches and the pigeons aren't really pooping enough so she suggests like okay bring some i can bring some chickens because they're gonna poop more and they roost in trees so she brings chickens as well, and then we see a great picture of all of these chickens roosting and pigeons everywhere. But again, it's just not enough poop. So she's like, all right, a peacock is the next step. We need to put a peacock in the tree, and the peacock will poop larger poops, and that is going to really drive the business for you. I have so many questions about, and I think they got really lucky with the fact that when they put the birds up there, they stayed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figured they would get in a fight or fly away. Like that, that seemed pretty dangerous. And I don't know how friendly chickens and peacocks are with each other. It yeah, certainly I, I seems know. unnatural to have a chicken and a peacock in the same place. But when Amir is brought outside and he looks up at the tree... <laughs> All he says is common sense, yeah. and I die. He's like, Mother Nature. <laughs> Makes common sense. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah. It's like if I was driving and I looked up and that's what I saw, I'd be so confused. And, like, they're not in a small town or anything. Like, they're in, like, urban California, <laughs> and there's just chickens in the tree. I would, mm -hmm. I would be rattled. I guess do I don't I guess maybe I don't look in trees enough though. Like there could be chickens outside right now and I wouldn't even notice. Gotta start looking up more. <laughs> That's really it. I do have my building right now, there's like a huge um problem with pigeons, not chickens. To the point where they're putting together like a pigeon task force right now to try and tackle <laughs> the pigeon problem. And I was. Do you not just like shoo them? They're really aggressive because they're like urban city pigeons. Like they don't care. We'll put the cat out on the balcony and like they don't give a shit. Like they'll just stare him down. People feed them. That's like the main problem. I would lead like a trail of bread 
to a different like city park or a different group of buildings your building needs to have war with the other ones and like leave trails for them Honestly. and then you have to spend like the first week walking to that or like driving to that other building and leaving seeds around so they're like oh we should stay here and get them off your turf you Maybe. should bring that idea to the task force <laughs> bring it to the top baby <laughs> I have a plan. I have a business degree. Please listen. And your grades are pretty good. My grades are pretty good. Do we think like if I brought a peacock in, would it fight the pigeons too? Like that'd be fun. I feel like a chicken would be more likely to fight another bird. They can get nasty. I'm going to look this up. Chickens can get pretty nasty. Maybe that's what we really need. We just need to bring in like another animal that's going to chase the peacocks away and get like overrun our building with those. I... I really do think my plan is flawless, though. I'll write a proposal. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows me here. You have to pick the building you wage war on strategically. I have one in mind. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Mother Nature, Amir is very impressed. And Nathan also decides, like, okay, we have all these, these animals, birds in the trees... And he needs to kind of, like, lure cars to sit under the trees for long enough for the birds to actually poop on them. So he wanders out into the street when a car is coming and, like, tells the driver, hey, I'm looking for my contact lens. Like, sorry, let me just, like, stop traffic for a minute. And this actually works pretty well. We see a lot of cars taking hits. Uh, Nathan does get... Get a stray, a stray bullet to the to the mouth though. One of the birds poops in it, ricochets into Nathan's mouth. How how would you guys feel about that? Not good. Yeah. I did write. Uh, Nathan took a bomb to the yeah. mouth. His reaction killed me too. He's <laughs> just like <laughs> he went way overboard of that. I think you have to like getting poop in your mouth yeah i guess but <laughs> some I people think, some people like that i don't think the spitting he <laughs> was doing make? was very effective at cleaning his mouth i have a lot more questions for kelly <laughs> i've been on reddit <laughs> i know uh oh <laughs> i mean i guess we can go back to the poo flavored yogurt episode <laughs> did it taste like peppermint <laughs> nathan yeah. could have been in his own focus group mm. Seemed like he did not want it in his mouth, though. Yeah. Would you Would you take a poop to the mouth for your job? No. No. Way. <laughs> no. What about no. for your art? What about for this podcast? <laughs> oh, I, oh. <laughs> I'm being put in a real awkward position here, but I think the as the <laughs> the if I could avoid this, that would be my preference. And I would not sacrifice my actual job or this podcast if it really came down to it for some weird ultimatum. Um, but it'd be a it'd be a, a rough day. I mean, how much did Nathan actually get in his mouth too? It was like a a splash Probably from a sad. small dropping on someone's windshield. Yeah. I think he did have the appropriate reaction though. Really? That's what you would do? Probably. I think I would be pretty, yeah, I would be pretty upset as well. I'd try to get some water, wash it out. (laughs) I have been pooped on by a bird before. I think someone somewhere says that's good luck. Yeah, um, a friend of mine who I believe listens to the podcast, Nicole, she got pooped on one time when we were all going out 
to a bar and we were trying to test that out so we all bought like scratchy lottery tickets like there were three of us and nicole was the only one who won so maybe it's true they could have added that to their advertising yeah i think it was only like five dollars but that's true now if someone came up to your car and was clearly holding you up for some reason and then immediately after seeing your car get pooped on handed you a coupon (laughs) to go to a car wash uh that had a special on bird poop would you be a little suspicious i think if i looked into the tree and saw the peacock probably (laughs) well there was one point when nathan actually pointed up to the tree to show the guy that there are birds up there too (laughs) yeah I think I'd have a lot of questions. Also, would you have helped him find his contact lens? No, that's so silly. Like, you you need to let that contact go, sir. Oh, I think this is probably showing that I don't wear contact lenses, but I think I'd help because I think it's important. No. No, you, you ditch the contact lens even if you drop it inside your own house. Yeah. That's not going do back you in wear my contacts? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah, this is a contact wear versus non-contact wear situation where I have had the assumption that they are important and that you keep them, but I guess not. They're usually like you have a daily or a weekly. So like if it's a daily, you definitely leave it. If it's a weekly, like, you know, come on, just you can get a new one. Like you're going to be fine. I'd feel so mean saying that to someone. They're like coming to my car being like, please don't. Please don't roll over my contact. I need it to see. Please help me find it. I'd be like, yeah, of course. I'm so sorry. I think I would be like at that point, like just get your glasses too. Like there's other options. Cover one eye. <laughs> get a monocle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Now I know to say no to people and help because you guys have helped me see the light. Honestly, like... I think Megan and I have a discussed, we watch a lot of true crime documentaries. I think if someone was like, hey, can you get out of my car and help me look for contact? I was think I was going to get, I would think I was going to get snatched. Or they're taking yeah. your car. Or they're going to steal my car Ooh. or like they're going to hurt me. So like, yeah, I would not be getting out of my car. Yeah. But, this is why I always yell at people to lock your doors like all the time. Yeah. Lock your doors and don't help people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think Nathan seems um, like I feel like I could take Nathan, but who knows the situation? Are you kidding? Are you sure? Like I don't know. You don't know what he's hiding. Versus Nathan. You don't know what he's hiding under that button-up okay, shirt. No, no one has any weapons. Nathan and I are in a room, and they're like tussle. Nathan's pretty pretty sneaky. Am I not sneaky? Yeah. I bet you he would fall down and be like, oh my god, you hurt me, like, as soon as you touched him, and then he could, like, get you, you know? But I would be thinking the point is to fight and to hurt you in this one specific situation, so I'd be like, oh good, let me hurt you some more. I'd put my money on you, Megan. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Are you looking uh, for a new co-host? <laughs> sure. I'm really looking for people to believe in me to beat up this in other people in a hypothetical situation. <laughs> I'm, I just I I want to know I want to know all the facts beforehand. I've never seen Megan in a fight, so I've never fought someone uh, like for real. Like I've been to some like jujitsu classes and stuff like that, but I've never like actually fought. Well, my brother, but I think siblings fight, and he did beat me a lot because he's much bigger than me. Yeah, I've never, like, punched anyone or anything either. 
No, but and I can't think of a situation. I can't think of a situation it would ever be justified. But you kind of want to punch someone in the face once, maybe <laughs> just to know how it would go. Just to know. I would never want to get punched in the face, though. I don't think I'm a bit of a baby when it comes to like small bumps and scratches. Well, I've maybe never you wouldn't be going to fight against Nathan. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> See? Now you're coming around. Because I've never, like, really hurt myself, but I like to think I'm tough. You're making Have me you hurt yourself very badly? less and less confident about your chances. No! Uh, now I have to find Nathan Fielder and challenge him to a fight, and he's going to be like, who are you? And I'm going to be like, let's go! And you'll be like, and hi, I'm Megan. You'll be like, I'm closer to the age of the youths than you are, so. Yes, let me give you advice on youths. But shall we scooch on over to the employee of the month? Uh, yeah, so lots of poop on the cars. It kind of works. Um, Amir finds that there are more people coming through with poop on their car, so he's impressed by that. But yes, Nathan has discovered that this car wash has an employee of the month program and he would really like to be included in that program so he asks Amir can I please be considered for employee of the month this month and Amir is like okay he's like so you want to get the $35 gift card and Nathan's like no I would like $200 which is a very specific amount yeah unless Nathan's idea helped the car wash raise more than $200 then he just basically robbed that guy yeah 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 he did um i feel like because they were on camera amir felt like he had to say yes but he definitely should have said no now i have never worked somewhere that has an employee of the month have you guys nope megan you have kind of oh i clearly <laughs> did not get employee of the month then are you saying wonderland at canada's wonderland we had a lifeguard of the week not aware you missed you were there for three years you missed this or I forgot. I, like, remember not a lot. Like, not as much as I should from when I was younger. <laughs> like, a strange amount. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah, we definitely had that. I, I don't think I've had it anywhere else, though. And, like, that was very arbitrary. And the supervisors just picked whoever they wanted. I also never got it, so... I feel like I was good friends with a lot of the supervisors. Not good enough. I, now I know that I should be upset that I potentially didn't get this. Our main criteria was we were like, would this person win in a fight against Nathan Fielder? And then that's how we determined who guard of the week would be. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, I, I think we used to give it to a lot of people who were like, seemed uninterested in the job to be like, hey, we appreciate you. So, but I was uninterested in the job. Fair, fair. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my favorite jobs. Who am I kidding? Yeah, if we could all go back to lifeguarding in the summer, being near that many people also would be it down. was too. It was too many people. <laughs> so yeah, Nathan would really like to be involved in the employee of the month. So Amir says, okay, like sure. Nathan's like, okay, so you're going to present it to me at the Employee of the Month ceremony, right? And Amir's like, oh, we usually, you know, just, like, announce it. But he, he makes Amir f set up this whole ceremony where the other three employees are also there. And Amir announces, you know, this person has really helped the company for this month. And he unveils a portrait of Nathan that's on a very dramatic and skinny easel. 
And he gives him the $200 in cash. It wasn't even a gift certificate. And it's like fanned out nicely. So all the other employees can see like, oh, look at all this money we're giving this guy that was here for a week. Yeah. Yeah, And Nathan's really dangling in their faces, I feel too. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, I guess I'm assuming that Nathan gave Amir the script that he's reading where Amir says that Nathan needs to walk past all of the other employees so that they can give him a nice pat on the back. Yep. And Nathan's <laughs> really being coy about all of this. He's like, oh, stop. This is so embarrassing. Like, oh, me? I'm the employee of the month? It's, it's very good. So he gets a nice pat on the back, which is almost as valuable as $200. Almost. Another rule I had written down was anytime there's an awkward goodbye... But then I realized that that happens every episode. But this is definitely a case where it happens. Yeah, this could also qualify as a face palm. Yeah, that's true. You guys don't want a pat on the back? I mean, I do. I really would. Um, that's probably something I would like. How my work, my boss used to like often be like, okay, raise your right hand. Okay, everyone give yourself a pat on the back. And that was like a big thing that he was very into. I don't think I've heard that since first grade. Ooh, zing. (laughs) Burn to your boss. Wow. (laughs) Kyle in first grade was like really living it up. Getting pats on the back all the time, employee of the month. So Los Feliz Feliz Car Wash is still open, allegedly. Wow. That's three Um, for three, isn't it? Yeah, three drinks, three open spots. I did try and like look up how much it costs because I was like, what would $200 even get you here? But they don't really have their cost on the website, unfortunately. Um, They do have a lot of really bad reviews, so. Oh, does it have to do with bird poop or no? Nope, mainly like the quality of the car wash. So then again, like I really, I think I've discussed this before when we talked about the mechanic, like I don't really care about my car very much. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. I'm a big car wash Kyle person. Kyle looks shocked. I, yeah, I, I recently bought a monthly membership at the car wash down the road. Wow. So I pay monthly, and it only takes four washes for it to pay for itself. So I get a car wash about every week. Oh, my God. Do you have a, wow. do you have a really nice car? No. <laughs> you just like a clean car. I don't know. But it's, it's like clean. I started doing it in the winter when everything's nasty, and I found it was worth it. Yeah, I it's like a very special treat because it's fun to be in the car and see all the soap like on the it windshield. It is. It's it's a yeah. it's an experience for sure. Yes. That's the best, but I found that it never actually gets my car that clean. You must be getting a basic basic wash then. No. No. <laughs> no. No. I I did not. I like upgraded. I got like the super wash. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be so nice." streaky Hmm. not clean everywhere yeah it was a little disappointing but again the multicolored soap i do like that the highlight the highlight i i would like to get my car like detailed mainly the inside because like i did that one yeah i feel like that's my favorite but mainly because of my dog sheds all over our car all the time and it's just like gross so one day i did it once kind of close to when I was returning my car because I was like oh they'll see it's nice and not charge me for anything and I don't know if it helped at all but the inside looked nice when I returned it did they charge you 
Um, I returned it ages ago and there was like a small dent on one side because someone in a parking lot had opened up their car and hit my door. And like, they just stopped texting me back <laughs> when I was like, oh, this is actually gonna cost me money. Like, let's work something out. And then they just ignored me. And I was like, Dang. oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even there for it. But anyway. How did you get their number? So that, uh, Connor was there for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't even there, so. But they said they'd send me a bill in the mail because I just got a different car under lease. And they've still never sent it. So I asked them, the girl I know who works there once, being like, oh, am I supposed to get a bill? And they're like, oh, they'll send it one day. And I was like, oh, there's like this mysterious bill I might get at some point. That happened to us because we own our condo and we have condo insurance. But when we went out one time, um, our dog is able to open doors <laughs> We had to change all of our doorknobs due to this incident, but so we used to, like, put her in our bedroom when we would go out because we have a dog and a cat, so we don't want to leave them in the same space together just in case something happens and they get into a fight or whatever. So we had the dog locked in the bedroom, and she (laughs) opened the door to our master, like, bathroom, and I guess was just jerping around, I don't know, being bored, knocked a pipe, turned on all the water in the bathroom so when we came home it was like flooded and apparently leaked down two floors and we got a call from like the super and they were like really mad at us there was a whole thing so we called our insurance and this was right when covid happened like this happened like february of 2020 so Because of then COVID happening, they couldn't get in anyone to, like, fix the other units, and our unit was totally fine. So for, like, a year, nothing happened. And then finally, like, our insurance just sent someone and had it fixed. And we were like, okay, like, do we have to pay the deductible? What's happening? And they're like, yeah, we'll, like, send you the bill. And they just never sent it. And this Mm. got resolved in November. So, like... Hopefully we... Neither of us get sent a bill. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they were like, oh, it'll just come out of your account. Because, like, I have it on auto pay, and it just never did. So I'm like, I think the the guy who was doing our insurance just was sick of emailing with us and was like, whatever, I don't care. That would be nice. But, yeah, sorry to my neighbors, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, do your neighbors hate you now? I mean, they're, like, two floors under us, so they would never know it was us. Um, but it was pretty funny. We, like, opened the door, and our dog was just, like, soaking wet and was just (laughs) fully, like, tail wagging, like, so happy. Like, oh, my God, look what I did, everybody. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you idiot. And then, yeah, we had to change all of the doorknobs because who knew? Mm -hmm. So if anyone out there is getting a dog, check your doorknobs. Make sure your dog can't open them before you leave them home alone. My cats, like, cannot open a door to save their life, even if it's cracked open. Like, I'll think that I left a door open for them because I'll keep it a bit open. But unless it's, like, wide open, like, they don't know how to push it open yet. (laughs) And it makes me, like, a little worried if I ever think that I left a door open for them and they just, like, can't get in. They, like, don't know how to, like, push it. And my cat's too afraid to use a cat door that I tie open for it. One day, one day. We have the entire spectrum of... Of issues of, here. like, animals, yeah. But I think I think that's kind of it for the episode. Yeah, do we want to rank the segments? I'm down. I mean, sure. okay. I think we all know what's number one. Yep. Oh. Well, 
I I don't. What's what is your guy's number one? The liquor store. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Kyle really sorry. Connor really does make the liquor store great. Connor, the stripper. The like pitch to the little league woman with the gin bottles okay. for the every kid. All right, all right. You're talking it up. I'm getting hyped about it again. Okay, I'll put liquor store at number one as well. Number two. I really like all the trap doors. I'm going car wash number two. Sorry. Oh, that's fair. I feel like that's probably fair. I, I do. I, I could go either way. I think the car wash with the the birds in the tree, like just the picture of all the birds being in the tree is hilarious. Like the chickens and the peacock and the pigeons. It just looks so the employee silly. employee of the month. Like a lot of that's pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, the car wash was... For sure funnier, but the exterminator was a lot more clever, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They also had to fit a lot more in in a short amount of time. I think that segment was only like three or four minutes somehow. I think because um, it like kind of went well. <laughs> they were just like, oh, yeah. this worked. They were like, oh, this is, this is a very successful idea that people probably should do. Okay. I will agree with one, three, two. Okay. But I was surprised that I ended up there. But... Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, I thought that this was like a really fun episode. And I feel like normally if there's three three or more segments in an episode, it's because there's a weak one or they're trying to, you know, maybe all of them are weak and they're trying to add a little bit more zest to the episode. But I thought all the segments were really fun. Yeah, I think part of it might be just that like this is the second season of the show. I feel like they're getting into the groove of it a bit more where they kind of are realizing like, okay, if we have a segment that isn't as, like, exciting, we can just kind of pop it in the middle and make it be clever. Yeah, and I like oh. the three-short segment format better, I think. Yeah. Mm. I also think we forgot to talk about the fact that Nathan bought Amir the birds oh, yeah. to keep. <laughs> yeah. There's no way Amir kept those birds, right? Maybe in his office. I mean, what do you do with a peacock in L.A.? I don't know. He probably just found the bird wrangler immediately after and was like, please take your birds back. I feel like, well, okay. I remember a few years ago in Toronto, there was a peacock that escaped from the zoo. And it was, like, very dramatic. Like, the peacock was, like, jumping from, like, house to house and everyone was taking pictures of the peacock. So I think, like, it could survive in the wild, you know. But... The other day, this is totally off topic. I was driving somewhere and I almost hit a uh, turkey vulture. Whoa. Yeah. You really That'd do some damage. Yeah. You really you really go at birds in your car. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't hit it. I just it was on the highway and I was Whoa. like, why is everyone That's really dangerous? Yeah, I was like, why is everyone swerving? And then I was like, oh, there's a turkey vulture. And there was a cop, like, right behind me that had to, you know, do the little wheat-woo and pull over and wrangle that turkey vulture, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess as a cop, if you ever see something on the road, you have to deal with it. If if I see, like, um, like a recycling bin that's, like, blown into the middle, I'll try to, like, get out and move it. Or if it's something that, like, I can physically move and it's not a big deal, I'll do it. But... I don't know about, like, if it's an animal, I'd want to help it get off the road. But stopping on the highway is so scary. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, in traffic or anything. Like, it was full speed highway. So I was Oof. I was not about to risk my, yeah, risk my life for this turkey vulture that I don't even know. <laughs> Might not even be a good person, you know? 
<laughs> Yikes. That turkey vulture might have like problematic posts on Instagram. Like I just, I don't want to get into it. A criminal history. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe she was on the highway for the views, not taking into account other people's safety. Yeah. Maybe she's a COVID denier. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this, like, mischievous turkey has become, like, the podcast ops. <laughs> Do we have ops? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, if you don't like us, you just stop listening and... Just skip the episode. Indifferent. You're probably indifferent yeah. to us. And go do something else. I do feel like we've pissed off a lot of people, like, the abstract art community that one time and... I think that's fully on Navi, though. I don't think you two have to worry about that. I like abstract art to an extent. Um, it's not like my passion of life, but I like it. So The only thing we know. didn't talk about that we might have uh, problems with is, Kyle, do you wear shoes in your house? <laughs> I'm currently wearing slippers. Does that count? No, slippers, slippers are good. Are we like okay. slippers. Other than that, no, I don't. And I like, even if I forget something on my way out, like I will take my shoes off if I need to walk back through my house to get it. Oh, you're better than I will. I will keep my shoes on. Yeah, I won't. I'll I mean, if it's boots, maybe not. But if it's like a shoe, I can slip off quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, if I remember correctly, did not know what a toque was. Right. And I was, right. and I did not know that they were talking about Quiznos that one episode. <laughs> that was me. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you're wondering... Why is Kyle on the podcast? How do I get on the podcast? <laughs> well, Kyle and I met because we played a mafia game online and he saved me and died in the process in the game. So if you want to sacrifice yourself when playing an online game with me, that is invited and encouraged if you would like to be on the pod. That's what it takes to be your friend. <laughs> That's what it takes. You got to risk it all. I feel all like on it's... Your sword. This is like a similar origin story to how AJ got on, but it was me and he voted me out of a game and then I invited him to come on the podcast. So you really have two avenues to get on here. (laughs) You either must betray us to an extreme or die for us. Yeah. No in between. No wishy-washy people. It was all worth it. We want to... Oh, good. So, um, Kyle, where can people find you? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at kpicard. I'm not that interesting, though. If you want a little bit of cat content, you can see that on my Instagram. Uh, I'm on Clubhouse a lot, so you can follow me there, too. Uh, Other than that, uh, thanks for having me. This was my podcast debut, and I'm honored that it was on Nathan for us. Yeah, you Aww, crushed so it. Nice. You were so much fun. Yeah. Everyone, you. please follow Kyle and come talk to all of us on Clubhouse. Yes. Yeah, I feel like your rules are so fun. I don't know how we apply this to other episodes. Do we now have a drinking game? Yeah, and we have to keep yeah. it going. These apply to every episode, I think. I mean, it is a they commitment, really so... I mean, do we do we drink <laughs> like every time? That's other. the real question. <laughs> yeah, drink every time and just keeping track of them. The, the drunk Sometimes we record in the morning. The drunk Starbucks. Wow, I'm already thinking about the drinking game and <laughs> dumb Starbucks together. That I, one, I think, we'll yeah. have a lot. I did that actually one. drink during a challenge episode, and I believe that 16 drinks was about one White Claw. So if that helps. Okay, that's not mm. too bad. 
That does help. I did watch the episode this morning at 7.30 a.m., so that would have been interesting. And then I went on a bike ride. Um, But maybe, I don't know, maybe the bike ride would have been more exciting. I do think for dumb Starbucks, the drink we can be sipping is coffee. Unless that ages us a lot. (laughs) You do you. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. How about a how about a morning mimosa? Yeah, I think I'm mimosa is good. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. It's been a treat. Uh, Kelly, where can we find you? You can follow me on every social media at my name Kelly. The word double. The word U Y O U. Megan, where can we find you? Sorry. Sorry, just to clarify, you think people can spell the word double, <laughs> but you do not think they can spell the word you. Sometimes people are like, oh, like the, the letter U. It's like, like no, the no, sheep. The word. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the sheep. Maybe I should change it to that. Just the sheep emoji. Meg, what about you? Yeah, my name is Megan Bianco. If you uh, want to like work hard and figure out the spelling, Thank you. It's not that it's complicated, is it? Yeah, it depends. It's one who extra you're letter. Yeah, there's an extra A in there. It's in a mysterious place. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's everyone's handles will be in the show notes, so don't worry if you're like, "What are you guys talking about?" But please, if you are f- bored and enjoy t- listening to us talk, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh my gosh. You can leave Kyle's drinking game a review specifically. Uh-oh. Yeah, tell us how the drinking game went for you. Include your own did rule you love in the it? review. Yes. Yeah, did you hate it? Are we stealing someone else's segment? Yes. And we're stealing the person who made it. Yes. I feel like you're inviting Allie and Brian to come for me now. No, we would never. Um, I don't think they listen to our podcast. Yeah. They I certainly only, do not. <laughs> they are far superior. I would never expect such things. They, they have busy lives. They are very important. My loyalties are to them. While I loved doing this today, my loyalties are to them. <laughs> Let's put that on the record. Wow. wow. <laughs> you sound so under duress saying that. <laughs> you have to blink twice if you need us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their podcast is fantastic. It's It was fun to meet you because I had heard of you on their podcast for like, a year or two as like the chief party officer. So I have this very high expectation that you'd be like such a fun person to party with. (laughs) This is the part where you say, and those expectations were met. I I hope (laughs) so. Yes, they were completely met. Exceeded. Such a fun I mean, how much can you tell about someone's partying habits over Zoom on a Saturday afternoon? (laughs) I mean, we learned you never got a fake ID. That's true. Which could be seen as unfun and that during a party you threw, you mainly cleaned up, which like fair and same with me, but someone did light a donut box on fire at your home and, and break your treadmill. And I am the closest to my teenage years out of the three of us. So <laughs> Barely. That counts for something. This is slander. This is so offensive. I also like that you had donuts at your party. Like I would be all in on that. Yeah. So my friend in high school worked at a donut shop and he would bring leftovers anytime we had something. <laughs> That's honestly the dream. That sounds it was amazing. A treat. I'm not a donut fan. Megan did <laughs> used to bring us like old not old, but like she'd bring like old. leftover poutine ingredients and stuff. That was pretty unreal to have at parties. I've never yeah, had so it. Are you going to kick me off the podcast what? now? No, no. We would invite you to Canada to try it. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I worked at Smokes Poutine and I got a free poutine every shift, which I could not eat and like maintain any sort of healthy lifestyle. So uh, Kelly and I hung out at a frat a lot. So I would just like do one up and just like leave it on the table at the frat and whoever got to it, got to it. Drink every time we talk about frats. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to close this out, oh. Meg? Yeah. Uh, you can follow our podcast at Nathan for us pod on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. This has been Kelly and Megan and Kyle on your side. Yeah.